Brennan. Hey, Alan. And welcome to Dice Over Everything. So we just mixed a new drink with two different things put together. Mm -hmm. Cider, like super dry cider, combined with like really sweet but sugar-free energy drink. Depends on what cider. It could be family-friendly. It could be family-friendly. Well, except for the energy drink. (laughs) Oh, except for the energy drink. Yeah, I think both are not for children. Yeah, you're right. It's not. You should have an alcoholic cider then. Yes. And not be a child. Exactly, but... I, don't know, I would say it's better than the sum of its two parts. It's, it's worth trying something new. That's, that's true. I, mm-hmm. I like ciders. My favorite cider is Waupoos. I think I mentioned this many times. Okay. Um, but this one is pretty good. All right. I'm, I'm impressed. Yeah, for Maybe I should mix energy drinks to, into all my ciders. Yeah, it's kind of like it has less of the extreme of energy drink. It's only a third energy drink. Extreme! That, exactly. Sorry, we have to say it like that whenever you say that. I realize that. And all it right. has less of the alcoholic nature of ciders so it's now just sort of like media well not mediocre it's now no it's good it's it's more than the sum of its, it's parts it's more than the sum of its parts exactly it's two good things mm-hmm. it's like your uppers and downers you put them together yes <laughs> but, but it's, it's not a big upper it's not a big downer yeah. so it's not such a big deal yeah I'll, I'll tell myself that anyways for the new year though are you gonna try anything new uh um, yeah, I'm going to, oh, in general, uh, yeah, I think so. I'll probably try some new things. Like, like resolutions? Um, <laughs> no, that's what I did before. So my new thing for this uh-huh. year is not to do resolutions. Okay. It's, I'm just... So maybe keep your resolutions? Actually, I was, I was talking about this. So we're, we're recording this, like, a bit before New Year's. Um, and my new... I was, I was thinking about resolutions and how, you know, like when you set it at New Year's and you wait for that time, it, you're almost setting yourself up to to fail because you know most resolutions and everyone says, oh, most resolutions fall off in three months. That's why gyms, I don't know, want you to sign up because they know you'll pay like six months even though you only go two times in January. Of course, that's, that's so how I keep my gym membership chief. <laughs> and so uh, I decided... I should start my resolution early, and so instead of saying it's a New Year's thing that mm-hmm. it, where I can I'm only going to start something new because it's the new year. It's now like an at any time, just start doing it. And what that means to me, I believe, is that it'll be more likely for me to get back on the wagon when I've failed instead of waiting for the next new year to start again. It's like oh, you know, normally when I, I do the gym thing, although I hate gym, so I wouldn't do that. Um, I'd be like in January, okay, I'll go there. Oh, I failed by February. I guess I'll wait a full, I guess I failed my New Year's resolution. I'll wait a full new year to try again, right? That's that's not setting yourself up for success. No, so you should maybe plan the resolution for a while and then implement it in the new year? Don't wait for new year. Start now. Uh So what I've started now is um, I started doing morning exercises again. I know a lot of people do that normally, but it's a big deal to me, okay? You have to wake up to do that. That's That means you can't just keep pressing uh, no, the snooze button. I, I'm still not... I didn't. Waking up early is not a thing. Mm-hmm. No. I just When I wake up, I'll, <laughs> I'll do my exercises. I have enough time in the morning, generally, well, that I could slip in like five, ten minutes or something like that. Just just not a, not a whole lot, right? Mm-hmm. I was doing this a, a while ago, um, but I hurt my shoulder uh, rock climbing. And so I couldn't do push-ups or anything, and so I just stopped. And so, so you have I'm to do now, other yeah. exercises. Other than I, that. I I could have done more other exercises, but instead I decided to just stop. That was the easier thing to do. Oh, okay. So this time, you know, my shoulders healed up. Right, I've been going back rock climbing. I think I'm 
roughly like every once in a while it hurts because I don't take care of myself mm-hmm. but I think I'm at a point where I can do push-ups again so not doing a lot of push-ups just starting simple and easy starting that well I'm sure I'd be glad to know I played squash this morning even though my shoulder started hurting last week but I called off tomorrow morning so I'm somewhat it's sane so, so is there a new uh, a new look or a new idea is there any change you're going to do for squash no <laughs> no <laughs> Okay. I've already started playing more. So what more. you're saying is already... screw resolutions. My life is great. Just... I'm just going to continue. I guess I'll just play better, but that's that's generic and useless. <laughs> okay. And it's not... Okay. Well, you know, maybe you should try that and, and, and be ambitious. No, don't screw yourself up. No. No. Play harder. That... Destroy yourself. Well, run yeah, yourself well, into the ground. We're, no. we're at the age where, where uh, telling well, yourself run... to try harder means telling yourself to hurt yourself. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You should get better for about two weeks and then be out for six months due to an injury. That's what basically what you're saying. You can't recover now, so uh, how about don't push yourself? Yeah. So uh, I guess this is just in general life. I guess we're right, but how about you know this podcast is ostensibly about miniatures and miniature gaming and stuff like that. How about in that sphere? Do you have any ideas? I think, I think it's just keep the momentum going on things. Mm-hmm. I think I lost momentum. We're in maintenance mm-hmm. mode now. We're basically like, oh, life is so great. Miniatures, whatever, that, that kind of stuff. Let's just keep on going. I think maybe this year it's just like do what I've learned, but like do it better. Or oh, maybe yeah? at least like implement the better stuff. Just with like doing uh, like army painting projects. Just use mm-hmm. better tech. Use the better techniques on them. Uh or possibly develop a crappier technique to paint more things. That's what I'm saying. Uh-huh. So this is but another I, thing. I want the good technique first. Like I want. It's uh, like no, good no, techniques no. are overrated. It's like the masters of painting. Like all those abstract painters, they yeah. like build up their like underlying skills to like the mastery level, and then once people have accepted that, oh, okay, you can do the realism, you can do mm-hmm. all these like advanced techniques, and then they just go and paint blotches of paint on the wall. It's like. I, I truly understand this. What's that like cubism and stuff? Yeah, stuff like that. Were they? That was like after impressionism, right? They like they looked at impressionists and they're like, "Oh, you still want to make things pretty? No, we're we're done with making things looking nice." Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't think I want my painting to go that far, but we'll see. <laughs> you know what? Actually, that's where kind of where I am now. Mm-hmm. I never got to the point where I was like Picasso. Look at how great I am when I was thirteen or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. But I got to a point where I'm like, you know what? My skills are good enough for me. Um, I can do something that's pretty nice that you know people give me compliments for now. But but literally, this is not my job. This is a hobby, right? I should be doing things for fun. And so again, this is not a New Year's thing. This was like two or three months ago, or maybe even longer than that. I just decided screw painting things as high quality or or as nice and as impressive as I want. I'm just going to paint things the way that gives the most enjoyment to me at the time of painting. Okay, so I think think my objective for this year is probably the opposite because my current army, I'm like, how much non-metallic metal can I paint on them and how much white? Look at all these things that are extremely hard to paint. Is it fun though? Yeah, because it's a challenge. That's the thing. So, so that's what I'm saying. Like sometimes I do because it's new. It's like yeah, all right. I'll, I'll try something mm-hmm. new. But right now I'm trying to paint tons of guys. So I'm actually experimenting with how fast can I paint or how how much stuff can I paint quickly to make it still <laughs> to still get compliments when I bring it yeah. to, to the store. Okay. That's basically the thing. I'm like okay, right. uh, and actually I painted a bunch of stuff quickly, 
and showed it to my sister. Mm-hmm. And she's like, these aren't as good as your other stuff. And I'm like, yeah, exactly. darn it! Yeah. <laughs> you have too high standards. I showed it to other people and they liked it at the store. Yeah, exactly. That's why you have but, to like turn to Cubism. You're like, clearly I was not, <laughs> I was not trying here. I, w- you, I meant you should, to do it. You should have known. Yeah, don't you understand? <laughs> this is trying to prove about... Um, I don't know something about art minimalism in miniature painting it's exactly this kind of splotch was exactly where I wanted it to be so totally you should should be okay with it outside of the lines totally but so she basically called me on my BS Mm -hmm. and she said and and she was like less impressed about those things than that's, the other stuff. That's and why I was sad. That's why you have fair. to reach the level of mastery. So they just know, like, oh, okay, you weren't trying to be. No, but the she master. knew. She knows that's exactly why mm-hmm. she called me out. Just like, yeah, this isn't as good as your other stuff. Yeah, I should have went though. Well, I'm a. You're not a true artiste. Then it's mm-hmm. funny because she actually is an artist, <laughs> uh-huh. but like trained to be an artist. But whatever. Yes. As a as a. What do they postmodern artist? Mm-hmm. It's like the banana thing. You don't believe in <laughs> believe in things it's, looking it's, good for the sake of yeah, looking good. She's just a traditional artist. She doesn't mm-hmm. understand really what you know the, the the artist art is right now, pushing boundaries and things like that. Right? Mm-hmm. She's just safe in her bubble about oh whatever, just trying to please the the general people. Where I'm actually the person on the edge of art, miniature art, pushing that boundary. All right, well, you can work on that this year. <laughs> oh, speaking of that, what do you think of the banana? The banana. Have you not seen that? This is just in general art. Oh, that. Yeah. Did you read about it? I did. I don't know if the part afterwards where somebody spray-painted the wall was just, like, a fake. That's that's not part of the art. No, I know that. It might not have been the real installation because the installation uh-huh. was just, like, a white wall. But did I'm you, did you read about what the banana was saying and and what not, it was you're not so oh, if you have to read what the interpretation is you're too lowbrow to be consuming this sort of art i'm sorry i was lowbrow but now i see no but you're told you don't yeah. you don't understand when the next piece I comes along it now i know actually i did kind of but after reading like do you know what the name of the piece is don't care it's not gonna go down That's history the thing. It, it, it it's good man actually unironically i think mm-hmm. it's good okay a little bit ironically <laughs> it's called comedian okay oh uh, now see immediately right. yeah, the, immediately the makes, it's better yeah the name makes immediately it better. See? It's better see there you go there's the minimalism thing they combine like one word with one banana and then it became art yes yeah and i was like you know what this is good mm-hmm. i like it um. Anyways, I I was just impressed. Let's not let's not talk about why it actually is worth no. what it was sold by and why we think it's good or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's just continue. And and <laughs> if you disagree with us, then uh, please send us. Com- well, first of all, you, you don't, don't understand art, uh-huh. and second of all, you should come and talk to us about why you think that uh, you understand art and we don't. And why you're actually and and prove to us why you're wrong yeah I mean I've taken university level art history so I don't know what you're all doing I've eaten bananas mm-hmm. and they're delicious yes that's <laughs> while laughing <too. laughs> while laughing yes um anyways back to uh new years new miniatures things? new years just general talk about that kind of stuff so we talked about painting I guess mm-hmm. 
I guess my objective for painting is just like continue painting. Yeah, and it, you know what this thing and and my objective was literally started three months ago. It's not really mm-hmm. a New Year's thing. I feel like this is kind of showing that we don't actually do New Year's resolutions. That's not really <laughs> a thing that we think about. Maybe just think about like what you're actually trying to do. You're like, what is my objective? Have I, have, do I have one? Oh man, existential. Ugh, that's worse than man. I I want more lowbrow art. Back back to the Avengers. All right, let's 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 instead of turning it inwardly, which which maybe we'll see some demons we don't want to talk about. Uh-huh. Instead, well, why don't I, I we just, look outwards? I was talking about continuing, like what's being done, but outwards. Oh, other people's outwards. stuff. Sure, outwards. Let's talk about like our what? thoughts about where we think uh, the industry has gone in the past year. Like, or not, maybe not the industry is mm-hmm. kind of a big word, but like what miniature gaming the hobby has been in the last year and where we think predictions on where we think it's going to head in the next year that's a little bit reflective and kind of the new year thing without saying oh i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do that and then failing two months later so i guess a lot of games got new additions so this wait wait, are we talking about the are we gonna go backwards first and then look forwards? I think we should look backwards. Before yeah, we look exactly. Forwards. All right. So backwards. What do you think if if you had to like sum up the past year in miniature gaming uh, in one word that represents uh, mm-hmm. the hobby, the state of the hobby? Yep. What would that word be? I think it would be incremental. I think they they took what they had and mm-hmm. they went just to the next next level. Like they took it somewhere slightly new. They didn't throw mm-hmm. things away. They just sort of made incremental improvements that's your like in terms of the miniature quality in terms of like the game rule sets so there's been a lot of what what you're saying is there's been a lot of uh, updates to miniature games yeah uh, that have kind of leveled up the stuff that was there before and kind of built on it Mm -hmm. and so you're saying that there hasn't been any like there hasn't been any huge new development there hasn't been anything that just like completely got wiped from the face of the earth but there's been a few new additions, and that's that's what I saw. I don't okay. know. Would you... What 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 additions uh, are you thinking about? I guess with eighth edition 40k, that that, that was, was hard not to that notice. Was two years ago. That was two years ago. Yeah. Oh, wow. But, but you could say that it really hit its stride last this year, last year because yeah, everything actually released. They started getting were the playing codexes. it in earnest. Yeah. All the all the I codex was. Uh, so when did it come out? At the end of last year, and then this it, year. Oh, so yeah, once the codexes got there, people started really playing the yeah, games. Yeah, and then they had mm-hmm. a second second round of codexes. Yes, I didn't play it, so I didn't really notice it, uh-huh. notice it but you started noticing like uh-huh. all things like getting Primaris versions, <laughs> stuff like that. Uh, okay, sorry. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> Primaris, uh, I have mixed feelings about Primaris. Okay. And the models are great, but no, that's I'm wrong. The original Primaris models were great. Like, the new Space Marine. Yep. Oh, man. Actually, most of the Primaris models are crap, except for the new Space Marine. <laughs> oh, I guess that's the mixed feelings. I, I didn't even look at them. I'm just like, oh, it's got something different on the shoulder pad. That's nice. They're, they're, well, they just want you to I buy I think it. the biggest thing mm-hmm. is that they were upsized, which is incremental change. Yep. And honestly, the Primaris is almost the, the example of incremental change, right? They're like... Oh, we created these new sculpts that are more uh, realistically proportioned space marines. Yep. But we didn't want to push it too far, so we're going to make them as a new unit mm-hmm. in the and world no. of space marines so we can int- incrementally move towards updating our entire line so they're more realistic looking. Yeah. Uh, 
and so they kind of d- did that slowly. That's the increment, right? Yeah, Everyone's changing things slowly, and then so they didn't upset their current fan base. They didn't rock the boat too much. They didn't want to change everything they, crazily. They didn't do a thing like where fantasy just threw all your miniatures away. You're like, no, your your little space marines are inadequate. You can't even rebase them. <laughs> they're they're not even. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yeah, they don't even exist anymore. Uh, okay, all right. All right, incremental. Yeah. And I guess Malfo got another edition, which was That's not right. which was not a massive overhaul. It wasn't like them trying to create the new game they did the yeah. year before. It was mm-hmm. just sort of the cards were incrementally larger. <laughs> yeah, and they like tweaking things yeah. to make things better. And they smoothed lines of the rules that had multiple names. Uh huh. Okay. All right. I I I would say. Would you have a? Would you, I, I would, would you, actually say something different. Okay, you would use it. A variation I, of that word or something no, entirely different? I, I would think it's actually something entirely different. Mm-hmm. To me, this year, yeah. not consolidation. Uh, I think it is, um, I don't know what you would call it. You're going to go for a big word or a little word? You're, gonna, you're trying to go minimalist here this year, right? I would go... This is not the right word, but it's taking too long for me to think the right go, word. Go, go so I'll just word. go out Outreach. Okay. And I would say what I mean by that, which is not outreach, mm-hmm. uh, is that engagement. People are no. yeah, kind of. People are trying to engage, uh, and games are trying to to reach out mm-hmm. to uh, markets and people that are outside of their, out of the traditional miniature base. All right. So so there's all of these games. You can you can almost. So especially what I mean especially is mm-hmm. making games that are uh, introductory All right. into the hobby. I think there's a or not so complicated that it only appeals to people already in it. So are we talking about like way out there, like the Dawn of War video games? Or are we talking? Yes, Dawn mm-hmm. of War video games or Total War or RPGs. A lot of people that played RPGs before. I so think there's a lot of games that people have been releasing. Yeah, we've been seeing the video games, games for a long time. One like, of the big ones. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So exactly, the video games are out there. Yeah. But that's not just the this year thing. I would say that's been around for, that's been around for quite a while. But I'm saying last year there, it's been I think a they, real. They big didn't go theme. that. They didn't go that Ages, drastic. Ages. They went to, so mm-hmm. from Kill Team, which was two years ago, I believe. Yeah. Uh, they created um, Warcry, right? Which is super simple. Yep. Right. The miniatures and, are much simpler to put together. Yeah, the, the miniatures are now easier to put together, you're right? There's mm-hmm. like push fit and things like that. Um, and they created from the success of their previous games, Warcry, which is a totally stripped down uh, miniatures game to get people into the game, except for the fact that the people are super brutally savage looking, right? But yeah. it's not just Games Workshop. That was the, the major Games Workshop thing where it's like, People who never played a war game before could play that because it's so simple, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we talked about how that maybe that game is not is is simple, which is good, but it could definitely stay as simple, but be a little bit different to to still. Uh, let's say it's not the perfect introductory game, um, but I think that it was created specifically to get people who have never played miniature games into the game yeah because before that there was yeah there was kill team oh shadespire there's shadespire that's what i'm thinking of so they've they've had that for like a couple years now so they've they've gone that route for a long time uh yeah but i feel like it's not just it's not a long time i don't mm -hmm. think i think the fact that how big fortress come out last year 
Uh, I think it might have been the year before that. That was the year before as well? But okay. it's if it were just Games Workshop, first of all, continuing on, on this track is a big deal. And then... Uh, but it's not just that. It's the other companies as well. Like, all of these companies are trying to create... I create Well, I guess... Well, trying to, to get more people into the hobby, right? Mm-hmm. So now with tabletop being su- super big, they're, they these hobby stores have like board gamers. Uh, so the miniature game hobby stores share their space with board gamers and card gamers, and there's a lot of them now, right? Oh, yeah. So they actually have a... There's a large group of people who have never played miniature games, right, uh, that are in the stores that could possibly sell miniature games. Yeah, so a lot of these people... There's a, there's a there's actually a, a pretty big market that where you could try and grab a bunch of them. Yeah, because with Mitch or with board games, they've been moving actually closer to Mitch's games because now the production cost yeah, there's, for there's producing miniatures has come down. Yeah. There's so, a portion of of the hobby that definitely is skewing towards miniatures. So the more hardcore board gamers are sort of expecting miniatures of better quality often. So it's more like the board the, the, gamers. The war gamer, mm-hmm. yeah, that's true. It's almost like the board games have moved towards that to fill that space more. Not really though, no? because the the you see all those kind of but not I wouldn't say not I would say the actual gameplay right Right. when we talk about a war game it's different than miniatures right it's like a subset of miniatures right and miniatures have always been like there's always been miniatures in D&D right Mm -hmm. but the war gaming hobby is a specific portion of the miniature market and it's probably the biggest portion right Um, so but that's not really on tabletop like Sorry, that's not really board games, right? No. Board games have a very different play. They just have more and more pieces being miniatures because, like you said, it's cheaper. Mm-hmm. And so I don't think that they're moving towards war, war gamers. It's only – it's they're moving towards the miniature hobby, yep. right? Where people are like, oh, I want to paint these miniatures. Why not, right? Um, the aesthetic of it's moving closer. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, maybe the look. Yep. But once – but because they're, they're closer in that way. So maybe they are moving closer in some ways. Um to skip over to the wargaming portion of the miniature games hobby is mm-hmm. closer now than I guess you're right. It's this closer now than ever. I will I would just say that the war gamer or the board gamers are not moving towards wargaming. They're moving towards miniatures. Yep. Miniature is like the middle that everyone is moving towards mm-hmm. in this kind of space, right? And the same thing with, with tabletop actually. I'm seeing a lot of sorry, smaller RPGs, RPGs, RPGs. So D and D and things like that. There's a lot of people that are really into miniatures, yep. and are are by they always have been right D and D. But D and D has had a huge surge, right? Mm-hmm. It's a huge surge. In fact, if we're talking about the hobby, I think that's the biggest change uh, in the overall hobby, not just the wargaming hobby of the past few years. Is D and D coming back and RPGs coming back uh, with the vengeance? Yeah, and they've come back enough that. Like there's a market for the miniature accessories all over the place. Like there's for the yeah. range of figures, for the range of accessories. Yeah. For like boards to play on. Just yeah. Just two years mm-hmm. ago, um, I think War Machine and Hordes was the top was on the list of top five non collectible miniatures games. Okay. And it's being replaced by uh, the Whiz Kids D and D line. Yeah. Because it's affordable, so people yeah, it's buy affordable. And anyone, it's not just that. If you're playing D and D, it's huge, exactly. And mm-hmm. people that play D and D, it's you don't even need to use that when you play D and D. But the size of D and D is so big that the subset of people that buy miniatures is enough to put it on the top five list of 
uh, miniatures being bought, non-collectible uh, miniatures. Yeah. The stuff, the stuff looks really cool. If I played, yeah. if I played those, I would definitely get them. Yeah. So <laughs> on the um, so back to the miniatures, or back to the war game side. Yeah, back to the war game side. A lot of these war gamers are trying to get those, those groups in, right? Okay. Or people that are traditionally just outside this uh, war gaming hobby. So a game that I think did uh, kind of is doing really well. That kind of influenced. Uh, us a lot or got us really hooked us uh, that we wouldn't have thought would hook us is Rangers of Shadow Deep yeah so Rangers of Shadow Deep is a single player game so it's very very similar honestly and and uh, two RPGs because not only is it because it comes in the book co-op like when you look at it on the shelf it looks it has you can only order it online yep okay comes as a book um, but it's single player Mm -hmm. Uh, it's single player slash co-op so you can play it with two players, but it's totally cooperative, and yep. you play through. And the, and the missions with are missions more where you build up your character. The missions are more narrative based too, just like an yep. RPG would be. Yes, where certain exactly. events happen, so you've got to react to the events. Yep. Mm-hmm. With, but with that wargaming layer on top of how you interact with the world, yeah. what the things are, so it, the it whole setting is like, also very RPG ish with the type yeah. of monsters you encounter. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, I think that that really impressed me. Uh, and, and there's been single-player war games for a while, but that game, like, distilling in terms of how easy it is, how close to another hobby it is, it, it, I think it... It takes a lot of good elements from the RPGs. Yeah, yeah right, I'm, which just comes from the Frostgrave um, system, which it itself took a lot of things from RPGs, right? Yep. Um, so I, I just... That outreach, I think, is... It's not huge yet, but I think it is opening up a totally new. It's not totally new, but it's a way forward that's going to get bigger and bigger. So Rangers of Shadow Deep was two years ago as well. The very the first book of it because they've come up with a very few very end of last year I believe. Okay. And so people started playing it this year basically. Okay. So our retrospective is more like. The past two years, which is pretty recent. Mm, not really. No, for me. I think it, it really blew up this year. Yeah. Oh yeah. A lot of what so we're talking released. about. A lot of what we're talking about sort yeah. of appeared. Yeah. Almost two years ago, but then they really started like a, getting their stride the impact last of year. It, yeah. Mm-hmm. Happened last year when you can really see see that kind of stuff. So I think I think all it's not just Rangers of Shadow Deep. All of these like new additions. Yep. Uh, a lot of them are trying to make it simpler for new players, mm-hmm. right? To get in, right? And the idea of cutting games down to their core is uh, in vogue right now, right? Simpler games, things that are easier for people to pick up, faster to to, to learn, as opposed to uh, super complicated, deep, meaty games. And I'm not sure if this is just a general trend where the hobby, mm-hmm. uh, where war games are generally headed, or if it's, if it's a pendulum swing. But now, right now, I think it is about keeping things... Uh, as tight and like streamlined as possible, mm-hmm. so that people can get into the game as fast. So as you possible. can get new players. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure all the all the war games makers have realized that entirely, <laughs> or they're willing to sort of push it on their main, their existing longtime player base. Mm-hmm. But whoever does it, I think, will come out on top. That's, yeah, I think so. I think that's that's, very that's my impression. So does that? Do we want to delve into what we're doing, or maybe we'll come back to that later after we go into what other people are doing for next yeah. year? Let's let's talk about what we think. So we talked about where we think 
what just happened last year. Yep. What do you think is going to continue on in this hobby? Where do you think the direction is? So I guess you said a lot of... I would agree that a lot of things came into stride last year. Mm-hmm. So that's why... So maybe next year is more of the year of iteration then. Because... More leaning in kind of thing. Yeah. So maybe that's a better word for next year mm-hmm. then. So because we're getting yeah. new additions for new things like 40K announced a possible new... Yeah. Ninth edition, yeah, because I guess they, that's true. Where so, they're trying to iterate on that and clean things up, which they desperately need after two years of an edition. <laughs> well, enjoy buying new codexes, everybody. <laughs> yeah, and I guess the, the main game we play uh, also getting Infinity. a new iteration, yeah, which they didn't say four. is a major overhaul. And oh my god, everything's gonna go away yeah. and be changed. That as long sounds... as they get rid of link teams, I'm fine, which they will not, <laughs> but I, mm. I wish they would. Yeah. Well, who knows what they'll do? I have, I have no idea. I'm uh-huh. expecting streamlining. They definitely need to cut down on the rules. They there's a lot of cruft now on that game. Mm-hmm. And sort of, I think Gaslands just came out near the end, around this year. But I, I yeah, can I see more. Right I can there. see more people playing it next year. That's right. Because if Cause people it, just got it, you got to build your cars, and it's not one of the main games, so people aren't going to jump right into it. So I see mm-hmm. that getting sort of the iteration, which it really was a very tiny iteration. Appearing mm-hmm. more next year, or sorry, a small increment where you got yeah. incrementally more abilities, and they just did tweaks, uh-huh. and a few, a lot more missions, which I think is what it really needed. Like it didn't throw away mm-hmm. the old missions; yeah. you kept the old missions with a bit of tweaks, and it got now. more missions, which is what it really needed. Yeah. So that that thing's gonna actually see the the increment happen next year. Frostgrave is getting a new edition. Yep. Which because they've they. That I wouldn't call an increment. I would expect more of a. Cl- oh no! No, it's just incremental. No, it he is. Said, he already, he already said he's knows not what needs change to be done. Really, a lot. He just needs mm-hmm. to tweak a lot of the spells yep. because after playing with it a lot, obviously a bunch of the spells are not worth it. Yeah, and a bunch of the rules Unless, are spread out over multiple books. So kind of bringing all the rules that seem to work best together mm-hmm. for the game. Yep. Together into one book. Yeah, and Joe actually, Joe McCullough is the writer of uh, Frostgrave. Also just released an update for Rangers of Shadow Deep too. Okay. So yeah. Even though a single player he didn't have to, but Yeah, he it was I actually guess, it's really small tweaks. Mm-hmm. I guess if he keeps releasing new episodic content for it, it helps to have mm-hmm. the tweaks in the game so that people who yeah. keep playing all the episodes Yeah and he has enjoy a new book that's, much. that's getting released in the new year. A new fancy fancy pants edition. That's that's just an increment to make it just fancy pants. <laughs> well it's it actually it was only printable on demand before which means mm-hmm. you know print on demand is much lower quality than the the fancy yeah books. yeah serviceable they have the print on demand has nice covers but the paper itself is usually yeah no, not quite the good quality but whereas the new one is going to be like freaking leather faux leather uh-huh. come on we're talking about the new year and new age you can't have real leather although it's faux leather Full leather must be cheaper than real leather. Than real cows? Who knows? That's probably the real reason why. It's yeah, full exactly. <laughs> but also, you don't. You'd rather like use oil to make your. Of course, <laughs> rather your, than your using thing. the. Yeah, you're helping the economy. Rather than better. using the entire cow. You're killing a cow? How dare you? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Other games that are getting iterations. How many other games do we play? <laughs> how many games do we have time for there's been rumors about fantasy coming back but I don't know how real oh, those are it's real uh oh but not next year no okay. literally they released okay so you want to know the backstory of why Warhammer the old world is coming back 
It's probably a couple things. First of all, they're probably realized. So one of the the big Total War games. Total War is a big video games franchise, mm-hmm. and uh, Total World, Total War: The Old World, is or Warhammer, Total War Warhammer okay. is quite a big game. It's, right. it's like the it's what you play if you still like Total War, right? And so it has a big following, and it's got a whole bunch of video gamers into to looking at the hobby. But you have that weird Age of Sigmar, like oh, when they go look for the if they if they went looking for the miniatures, yeah, they can't find it. Doesn't exist the mm. old world setting. Uh, so I feel like in in the annals of uh-huh. you could pronounce it one way or the other in the annals of uh, mm-hmm. the game Games Workshop, they're probably. Uh, they were probably decided that we should probably market to this bunch of people that could get into our main selling hobby, right? Yeah. Through this old world. So they were probably already looking at that. The thing is, they're literally that seems they're like, like a, years away, apparently, that seems from like releasing a, something. That seems like a bad reason to do it, because video games turn over so quickly. No. Actually, these days it's a little that's slower. That's not necessarily true, because if people really like that... Um, and you know, Age of Sigmar is very. I don't know call it. It's. T- no, I wouldn't say that. I'd say okay. it's very twenty-first century fantasy. Yes. Um, which is you know all these different dimensions, hopping dimensions with different whatever. But it's not classical fantasy. It's a very video game fantasy. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like a real place. It feels like a video game with different settings to have different cool environments no like yeah. when I look at it the shards this is why or, or magic it's, I guess this doesn't have to be a video game magic is the same way right how they explain how you keep on going well actually originally it was all on one plane but how they explain it now is that you have a planeswalker who jumps different planes so you can have different creatures from different uh, looking settings right so you can experience each of those settings and I feel like Age of Sigmar is made to do that right you have the the whatever these seven different shards and each one has a different setting so you can go and play in that world and then keep on jumping to these different things mm-hmm. it's totally set up to to have different environments and different looks and feelings of these things in my opinion um, it definitely has yeah I feel like it traces lineage from video games um, yep. so oh yeah so for this Old fan. That's that's why I feel like there's, there's, they're different. Was I just bashing Age of Sigmar? Probably. Um, I, I just threw that in. Um, oh, to to get back to uh, the old world. So okay. uh, basically, the reason why so they all they did was create that title, and so they're really really far. Like they, it's basically just passed a meeting, a production meeting, that's saying, "All right, let's do this," and then. So, who knows how they'll bring it back, but with Games Workshop... Oh, no, no, the reason why they they released it is because uh, one of their competitors, Mantic, uh, just released a new edition... Of Kings of War. Of Kings of War. And it's been doing all right. And, yeah, so they're like, oh, this is like rank and flank. This is a game that, I guess it's not really competitive in the the States, but I guess, I assume in the UK it's doing a lot better, right? Mm -hmm. And so they're trying to steal the thunder from... Trying to have their cake and eat it, too. They're like... They want the whole space. Not they just want the whole space, the and they're trying to tease out these 
uh, old Hammer fans from going to Kings of War by saying, just wait a couple of years. Just yeah. wait two, three, maybe two, three years. And, maybe, and we'll create a replacement for the game that you want to and play. And maybe those video gamers. Maybe. And and those video I think I know a very few people, though, that played Dawn of War. Like, a lot of people thought Dawn of War was awesome. And mm-hmm. it let them know, like, the fluff behind the 40K universe. Mm-hmm. But I don't think very many of them made sort of the jump to any of the Well, you think the about games. the kind of player that plays video games. And the kind of player... A person that would create a like arm, paint a, 150 a physical army of hundred strong seems a little bit big of a like I'm not saying that they're they could not eventually get there. Yep. it's a big jump. Mm-hmm. It made but at lo- least but at least with board gamers like as we're talking about before like mm-hmm. moving towards the board game space like board gamers are willing to physically leave their house and yes. purchase physical products and a lot of board games have hundreds of hundred models. Yeah, right? they, so they might be tokens, they're not, but they could be a model. Yeah, yeah, so they're not. It's not crazy for them to see a hundred models. And if they're the kind of type of person that would paint those, they painted a hundred models. Like if you if you bought uh, Eclipse, yep. that's a hundred ship models. Or if you played, um, I'm painting actually right now Rising Sun. Those models, that's that's like a hundred models. Mm-hmm. I feel like at least over fifty, right? So that's not crazy for people to see that kind of stuff. Um, but if you're a video gamer. When you're like, oh crap! I have to actually paint every single one of these Space Marines I put on. Yeah, <laughs> seems a little bit ambitious. That's why I think it was a good idea that they put in Kill Team, right? As a stepping stone, so yes. you got a couple of them. If they if they just had a somewhere in between, that'd be better. Where it was more customizable. No, I oh, mean no, a Kill game Team's... in between Kill Team and 40k, where you can. Mm-hmm. It's like Kill Team with a tank or a dreadnought. Ah, uh, okay. Or yeah, no, actually, if they just replaced Eighth Edition with oh. a better game. And then they kept Apocalypse. Oh, they did! Oh, yeah, Apocalypse. Uh-huh. But that's not getting Should into mention this? That's All right, we'll mention this later. It doesn't fit into the topic, so. Yeah, yeah, All right, so... I don't know, that was a big... Tangent? What? Tangent <laughs> about why Games Workshop did this. They're, yeah, it's all marketing. Yeah. It's... If it works, I'd, I'm actually disappointed at my fellow war gamers. That they fall for it? Yeah, like, literally two or three years... Who knows if you're even going to be into fantasy right now, two or three years from now. The Hobbit's still a thing, right? Yeah, I actually like it. Oh, okay. oh, the Hobbit the movie? The game? No, the game. Oh, yeah, I'm playing it right now. Yeah, well done. They actually released a skirmish version. Here's another thing. They released a skirmish version of, of Lord of the Rings, which allows... So, it's already skirmish, right? Yeah. Like 30 or 40. But they released, like, a battle companies, which is, like, less than 10 people. Okay. Uh, so that you can get right in and start playing, even though it's actually just more complicated rules on top of the skirmish thing. Okay. But it's made for people who can read the rules but don't have enough time to paint all the guys so that you can play right away with six guys or something like that. Neat. Yeah, I played it. It was, it was quite fun, although there is some problems, I feel like, with Runaway Leaders. So I guess on the note of smaller iterations of games, Corvus Belly actually announced a few days ago that they'd be releasing a smaller scale version of Infinity for smaller boards. Smaller really? number of guys. Yeah. I oh can, my god, I mean, if you so keep, out of... If you keep talking, I can go touch my phone to give the exact name, but... I guess the name could change. Cool. In the last few days, they did announce that. That's cool. Yes. So, I mean, the game's already like eight or ten. You don't go to eight. You go ten to like 20 guys. Yeah. But, like, they're like, very no, rarely a smaller version. Because yep. yeah. we were saying that, like, to try and get kids into it, literally the board is too big. Ten, though, is not that many people. You can definitely do ten. No, it's not. But maybe, 20, though, is. But the a rule lot, set, the rule set's going to be reduced, too. It's like a whole new rule set for oh, it. Oh, yeah? So. Oh, cool. So, anyhow, that's. Are you saying that we might actually end up playing that instead of 
No, because we have we have a good enough t- block of time to play a full serious uh, game. So, but maybe you want, if you want to play a second game after that, you could. Mm-hmm. Ah, that's cool. So, so so that's another. Oh, skirmish is definitely a theme, but I don't think that was just last year. <laughs> no, skirmish has been I, going strong for a while. For yeah, it's it's been pushing into yeah. War Machine large. tried it, and what are the big games right now? There's like, in terms of model count, it's like I guess Kings of War. Um, yep. Age of Sigmar, 40k, uh, Song of Ice and Fire, Song. Yes. Um, are there drops, any other drop zones not going so strong are, anymore? That are like large. I can't think of the people that show up our game store. It's, anything it's like hard that. to get large know, to, games to produce that many miniatures yeah. requires like, only a few games can do it. Yeah, so skirmish is definitely pushing in. Oh, there's a oh, new game, God Tier. Did you name? Released. Did you name Flames of War? No. I, would say I thought about it, but I didn't mention it. <laughs> I know, I didn't want to mention it either. I'm like, oh, yeah, you want to know games. why I don't like Flames of War? Because um, the humans. It's not realistic look, enough. Yep, the humans are weird, weirdly proportioned. I hate them. Oh, I thought you were going to be one of the people who actually plays the game. Like, oh, oh in terms really, of the tanks, really, be they'd, be, far away. they'd be across the whole whole store firing at each other, <laughs> not on the table. That doesn't and bother you, because you don't no, care. No, that does kind of bother me, Okay. now that we mention it. But not super a lot, because I... It didn't bother me a year ago, because I didn't actually know that. Yeah. And then we're talking with some people over on, on Monday, mm-hmm. and they who told me that. Historical who are, yeah, who, war who are historical war gamers, and I was like, also. Uh, and uh, now it now I can't play it. <laughs> there you go. Now I have an excuse. It's so wrong. How could you do it if that's not yeah, actually seriously. realistic? Um, and I did tell you that I calculated uh, ranges, effective ranges for bows and stuff like that. We yeah. talked about this a bit. Yeah, in, and the, I was in, like, in like the 32mm scale or like yeah, the 28mm scale. Yeah, yeah and, and um, for skirmishes, 24 inches actually sounds about right for bows mm-hmm. because that's the distance generally people, if you, if you talk about scale-wise, uh, 24 inches is about if you're firing a, how close you would fire at someone... Uh, if you were hunting yep so if you're playing a skirmish game where it is one like it's just a few people versus a few others and you don't have mass ranged combat where you have a whole yeah you're rank. not trying to like shoot us yeah you don't have a whole storm rank. of arrows exactly. into their army 24 inches is about right if you have though like ranked bowmen 24 inches no, is like it's not you have to do like is it 10 times to- at least 5 times bigger than that yeah right cause 24 inches is like so now you're gonna claim that fantasy is mm-hmm. it is so now you're gonna claim that like those fantasy games that have bow and you're like Psh, this doesn't make any sense it doesn't if you're playing skirmish if you're playing on the tabletop your guys have to be really small or you have to play skirmish <laughs> to make it more realistic like it just doesn't make sense if you have and then you can you can literally put a tank in Right, if you're doing skirmish, as long as the main people are people, because of course, every once in a while, tanks, you just have exactly tank you have a tank blow, that shows up, and it's because you attacked in an area where a tank is now super close. Mm-hmm. Right, that makes sense. You'd have that, but if you're talking about like a, a flank of tanks versus another tanks being that close, it doesn't make sense unless you make it like fantasy or science fiction. Yeah, maybe in the fantasy world. Bows are really crappy, so they have to be really close to shoot people. People have bad eyesight. For yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so you have a full rank of like bowmen, but they have to be really close. So mm-hmm. that that was just um, an interesting thought. Some interesting thoughts. Yeah. So 
So anything else major for the new year that sort of... Oh, like big s- prediction. Big predictions All for right. next year. Yeah, do you have a big prediction that you would be willing to bet? Oh. I want to be like somebody... People just give up on an entire game, but I don't know the other games there. Okay, let's do be- an, in- an industry prediction and then a personal prediction for uh, our group or people in our group. So it can be us or our friends. Oh, this would take more thinking about. No thinking. Just come up with one. All the content's already All right. pre- There's so much All more right. online content. I don't I'll, know. I'll go, I'll go for a prediction. And it has to be a prediction that, you know, it's you can't just be like, oh, there's going to be more miniatures released, right? Um, it's going to be more Kickstarters from established companies, even though they shouldn't right. be Kickstartering. I don't know. All right. So, no, that's... That's definitely unless you say it's like Games Workshop is going to release a Kickstarter, that would be a big deal. But I'm no, I'm like no. All right, so my prediction will be, uh, this is this is pretty hard actually. (laughs) I think about it. Okay, the personal predictions are easier because you have some sort of you have a much closer ear to the ground. Okay, Um, there's. Okay, I got it. I got it. Single player games, okay, are going to do really well and take off. But are so, one of the major companies going to produce one? So there already are kind of games that have single player versions because it comes from board games, right? Yeah. Like I'm sure you can play. What's that game called? The one that you mentioned, where they, where, where it's like with with squares though for 40k. Blackstone Fortress. Oh, that. Yeah, yeah so, so it's, more, that. it's more towards an RPG where you could. Yeah, take but a, it's like space. Could, it's more like a board game on. Yeah, because you're playing against the the AI or yeah. against the system, so you can just take control of more of the characters yourself. So yeah. maybe that's a prediction that mm. maybe there'll be more like AI based element centering games. I where, I was I was saying like I think that Rangers of Shatterdeep. Mm-hmm will create a genre. Yeah, where there'll be more like story elements that happen. Where it's in games. gonna be a miniatures miniatures game. Mm-hmm. Which I think we'll we both agree that Rangers of Shadow Deep isn't a board game, it's a miniatures game. Oh yeah. But it's single player. And I think that will catch on and by the end of the year there's going to be there's gonna be a, a bigger push towards that kind of stuff. And or co op. Single mm-hmm. player or co op. Yeah, because Blackstone miniature, Fortress miniature was games. was down that road. Yeah, but, but it's the, not just uh-huh. it's not just Rangers of Shadow Deep. It's yep. that Rangers of Shadow Deep. I think is the first one where it's like undeniably a miniatures game, and it's single player. Like yeah, honestly, you you bought it, just bought into the Infinity version, right? Of the, yeah, the dungeon crawler. That's tile based, but mm-hmm. so I'm I'm hesitant to say it's like a miniature game, but it works on ranges. Like you I have ranges for all the weapons. Game. I think it's mini- it's a tabletop game with miniatures. Yeah, we use miniatures for it, but mm-hmm. I feel like. There's going to be a big push to that. Yes, because it's got the. Well, I guess what you're also, talking about. Also, because. Mm-hmm. Well, we want to work on one. Yes. After doing it, because we think it's like a. This is how much how big it changed like our idea of miniature. What gaming. can be a miniature game? What can be yeah. a miniature game that we want to do? One. I'm just thinking like that's almost like things going around in a circle where in D and D you have random events that happen, but of course the mm-hmm. DMs plan them out. Yeah. Because there's a DM there. Yeah. But if you're playing like a war games and you've just got two players facing off each other, or you're uh-huh. just playing or more single player games uh-huh. you need some way of generating these like 
like events. a DM without the DM. Yeah. So there has to be a random series of events. So, and thematic events yeah, exactly. that continue on in a story. Because it came from D&D. We're like, oh, there's this whole story going on. But in a war game, you're just fighting against each other, and that's the story. But if you brought the story back into it somehow... So you think more thematic campaign kind of events are going to come in? Yeah, because you've... I don't know. The competitive games, like, people don't seem to be like War Machine, which was the super competitive game for the longest mm-hmm. time. And it's still super competitive because the rule set's really tight. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not... In it's, it's not doing so well right no, now? No, it's not doing so well. And even though they revamped it and they did a lot of good things, it didn't... It's too it late. Didn't, it didn't too revamp too it. Late. It's actually a lot. They did a lot, but it was yeah. just too late. It may have been... It was just too late. And forty K and forty K is now being so doing so well for some reason, even though I honestly it was marketing. Yes. The the current edition of the rules is better than other editions. Yes. I guess it's better than the so. past two or th- two editions. Mm-hmm. Which is good. Like, yeah, I guess. I mean, sure. <laughs> if you got, it's not worse. It's better. There you go. You, you have to set the bar realistically. I hardly played the last two editions. Yep. I didn't play really six or seven. So I remembered third fourth and like one game of fifth so so a huge prediction for the ninth version would they use movement trays that'd be a pretty huge they totally shift. should i honestly I played apocalypse but would, you, would you put that prediction down but, oh maybe it's an option maybe it's optional to play with them because they've gotten rid of the templates so mm-hmm. it's no longer how you exactly cluster your models at certain distances i think you're just allowed to use them right now Oh, okay. So if they make it optional, but, but it, it's just a negative. You're allowed to use them because it doesn't actually affect the game. Yeah. But if they actually codify it somehow, I, I where it's in so. the rules of how you can use them. Oh, is that your prediction? Like, I I don't. Play I the would game disagree with you for it, sure. But they won't write that in because yeah. but here's how the use of movement trays could be implemented. Like, would they write that in? Yeah, not. they should totally use moving trays. Because mm-hmm. where do you take the models Apocalypse, off? Of, like, I just played my first game of mm-hmm. Warhammer 40k Apocalypse. Yep. It is a way better system. And we played it only slightly bigger than... we Effectively a 2,000 point game. Yep. Which is not even like Apocalypse level. Uh, it is a way better system. It was so much funner. Not mm-hmm. having like the Alpha Strike destroy you because you're allowed to fire back before you die. Yep. It was awesome. Uh, the command card idea was like was fine, right? But there's even even it was even alternate activation somewhat, but with in, with groups. So like so many of the modern ideas of war game, like larger war games, were implemented in it. And uh, I guess it's not even really modern. It's just like, in my opinion, the better way of mm-hmm. implementing them because I think that it's mostly it was basically the epic rule set that they just ported to. <laughs> normal sized games okay with some tweaks um I don't know oh a prediction they will kill Apocalypse in the new year they'll, they'll stop <laughs> didn't do well it. enough yeah maybe uh, which is sad because I think it's a way better system than than their main rule set mm-hmm. uh, okay so wait, wait what was your prediction so my prediction is single player games uh, single player slash co-op games are gonna get hot and a lot of people are gonna release more of them and yours was oh, I don't or that was just a tag on that was just a tag on to your prediction that okay. they'll start doing more story based or more you narrative come based come up with one so that we both have something to think about next year when we when, when we talk about it or like whether we were right or wrong oh, I can't come up with one off the top of my okay. head okay nope. alright think about it let it percolate and now about personal predictions for our group for our group yeah 
Well, it's not a prediction, but I think people will try and play like other variants of games. Because mm-hmm. in I think we talked about this in the last episode about new editions, or not the last episode, but previous talks uh-huh. that when new editions come out like people aren't sure what's about to happen so they don't want to commit to things uh-huh. so they'll try other games so our current gaming group plays a uh-huh. lot of infinity yeah and uh, i think they already said oh we should try out flames of war which i'm not so worried about because it's clearly inferior but i think people want to try out like other games in That's between true. we are and with the because a lot of people backed the rpg version of defiance but i don't think mm-hmm. we'll be able to play it much before oh it'll come out at the same time as n4 so that doesn't actually matter <laughs> that, that won't affect anything but I think people will want to try out like other stuff in yeah. the meantime and I think Flames of War will be it because that's already really? it's already gone that way oh so, a bunch of people bought it a bunch of people have bought uh, into it well and Leo usually, and I are mm-hmm. like we, we played on a Monday which is usually our Infinity Night yep. we played uh, Apocalypse mm-hmm so, so that's he a- liked it enough, and and honestly, I have this like huge orc, not a huge orc collection, but a decently sized orc collection that I hardly ever played, because uh, that was the army that I was building when I switched over to different games. I don't mind playing it more, honestly. Yeah. If I can get the game down to two and a half hours, I would totally play it. Yeah, it's an after. I like thing. seeing, <laughs> yeah, I like seeing my orcs. Yes. Out there, um, uh, and and uh, Frostgrave, I think, is something we could try. Yeah, because it's good. Oh, with our current group, yeah, that's an interesting thought, because a lot of them have a lot of them. And we are... also have a, another Frostgrave group, yes. Right? But yeah, we should try. try that might to play that out. might be when the like when the new edition of Frostgrave comes out. That might be because that's going to be before and it's going to be a little bit before and uh, four, so it's okay. it's in that right time frame yeah. for the couple months leading up to it to try. Yeah, totally. Frostgrave. Another thing is, we should try. Um, Good prediction, and also um, we have our super simple miniatures game, yep, which is super easy to, to get into. That I'm, uh, that I think we should try and uh, see how, see if they play that. Six guys, really quick. Mm-hmm. Game is super fast. You can slide that in even at, even if you play like a game of Infinity, you can even tack tack it on at the end of the night. I think if we make a bunch of good missions for it, which is what the whole intention is, that'll mm-hmm. get people cuz just yeah. playing it as a one-on-one even the a rules, campaign thing. The rules are very simple, uh-huh. but the whole point is well, if you have like inexperienced war gamers, uh-huh. or you just want to build your like custom whatever, you can build your custom whatever and play against each other. Uh-huh. But I think the whole depth of it is supposed to come from like the campaign and the mission. Uh-huh. As opposed to from the actual like, yeah, we should try learning fifty pages of rules. <laughs> it's supposed to come from reading two pages of rules. Yes, but then you just and then have... you just play it out, and you build your 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 guys, and you you have a story evolve from the mission and the and the uh, characters what happens you put into it. the characters mm-hmm. you put into it. Yeah, yeah, we should try that. So, all right, my personal prediction of our group. Oh, that was a good one. That you had um, is. Uh, would you go for anything related to painting? Would you go for something related to growing the group? Would you go for age of the group? I'm just trying I was to think different like different directions. There's some mixing of, of intermingling groups. of different groups. Intermingling of groups, but you kind of took that with trying different things well I would say I, I wouldn't say mine was intermingling I would say it's more of like the current group 
taking on multiple games like intermingling there's, there's lots okay. of groups at the game store yeah. there's groups at other game stores because like mm-hmm. some people because it's now the Christmas holidays have been showing up from other stores at our mm-hmm. store because I'd like to think we have the, the main hub but in reality we're just physically we are physically, geographically yeah. located in between the other stores so uh-huh. it makes sense for people to come to our store so I can't say do where you the, mean like for infinity or yeah, for infinity. I meant intermingling mm-hmm. of the store of yep. gang groups in the store. Okay. I think there is going to be so so we generally go and play at the sword and board. On and a particular I think day. there's yeah, on, our particular, on Mondays. On Mondays. Mm-hmm. And I think uh almost to be conducive fair, I sometimes show up on Wednesdays and sometimes show up on exactly. Thursdays and sometimes yeah. play tournaments on the weekend and well anyway. Yeah. So I feel like uh So we see a lot there, of other people. Yeah, we see a lot and we're also part of two groups mm-hmm. uh or three or whatever multiple groups in the store I feel like as things continue on there's going to be more intermingling between those groups as people try different games I think it's related to yours right yeah. I feel like there's going to be a lot the store is about what two three years old now three yeah it took over from another store so, so there was an established group for there's years just, and years players get bored of their games Right, get tired of their games after a while if they've been playing it for so long. Yeah, well, if you only play one game, you get, you get burnt out from yeah. just doing one game. And so I think there's more and more people that are willing. Are you know, three years is a while, is a long enough time that people are looking into other games, and they have been in the past, and I think that'll continue on in the future, especially because these games are having new additions and people want to try things out during that transitionary time. Mm-hmm. So I think there's. Uh, the intermingling of those groups is going to continue and my guess is uh yeah okay so it's just like a variation of what i thought i i just talked about our own group but you're talking about the whole store as a whole i'm talking about the store as a whole the different groups 40k age of sigmar they just kind of died i haven't Uh, i haven't seen the 40k people i've seen like people from the 40k of past come into infinity mm -hmm. but people of 40k current i don't see so many of them i think there's going to be some mixing Mm mm-hmm yeah. There we okay. go. That's okay. my prediction. There you go. The people get dragged away from 40k. Hopefully, I, people get dragged away from 40k. Honestly, if they just play Apocalypse, I'd be more likely to play with them. Just 8th edition is not fun. Although, Apocalypse still has some issues. We can talk about it another time. All right. <laughs> Maybe we will. I only played one game, but the, the issues were kind of apparent. All right. So, there's our very very minor predictions I don't know if those apply to other people but maybe they can like translate it to their own gaming groups yeah. of what they think will happen to their gaming groups yeah so uh, yeah if, if you have any thoughts about what you think is going to happen in the future or if you disagree with in, our predictions in 2020 <laughs> with when you post a year later with 2020 hindsight yeah uh-huh. uh, both in uh, the hobby and in your local community we'd love to hear it give us a shout yeah it'd be interesting alright well Thanks for listening. Uh, This is Bean Allen. It's been Brandon. All right, one more thing. So if you enjoyed that podcast and want to listen to more, you can find them over at DiceOverEverything.com or uh, on your favorite podcast app. And if you want to leave a comment, message, or ideas for like more podcasts from us. Just get in touch with us. At Facebook and look for Dice Over Everything there. All right. Bye.